Good evening, everybody. We're here at Boys of Speak Podcast, where we normally talk about black LGBT issues and topics. And, of course, I'm here with some of my co-hosts. Darnell. Nice. Switch it over, to And Ricky. There you go. And, uh, again, we're just here to talk about several issues that actually is going on. But we first always want to find out how's everybody's week is going. How you feeling, Darnell? What's going on? Found out some good news about my mom's health. She's doing really well. Uh, and yesterday... I had a really busy day. I uh, took my two oldest nieces to see uh, the new Pixar movie, Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Oh, that's right. The the sequel to Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That was kind of good. Yeah. Finding Nemo came out when I was like, I I think I was still a teenager. No, no, you were not. (laughs) What? I was? What are you talking about? I was 19, all right? Calm down. Finding Nemo was when you were your very last teenager. Yeah, thank you. Your last teenager. All right? So I'm just saying, like, I'm a big kid anyway. So anyway... I have a lot of affection for that movie, and the sequel was really good. And my my oldest niece, she's eighteen, and she saw the first one when she was little, so she has a lot of affection for it too. And it was it was fantastic. So I was with them half half the day. We saw the movie, went to lunch. They loved the movie, and then I went to um, Pride. Oh. I met up with some friends before we had like um, they had like a house party. We had some food, some nice. drinks. Nice. Few more drinks. Nice. And they live near the parade route. And then we walked over no, there and safety we. First. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly, yeah, walking know. while drunk. That's not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stumbling while drunk. <laughs> exactly. And uh, what's up with you, Ricky? Uh, my week as well was pretty good. We went to um, Hallover Beach, the, the nudist ah. beach, which was. You got butt naked? Oh my god, you got butt naked. No. <laughs> Go for it. You said not. <laughs> you said new beach. I'm thinking you, hey, you can't really? pause without us thinking <laughs> that. Come on. Exactly. I mean, you say new beach. I, it was close. I had on bikini speedo. Yeah, little speedos. They were that cute. don't count. <laughs> because, I mean, they were kind of see-through. Was it like Oh, it was see-through bikinis. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't like see-through, but you could still, you know. With the water gets to it, I guess. You know. <laughs> so you were offering some window shopping? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Exactly, because it's not for everybody to see. There you go. Special. Exactly. Only the special one. But, yeah, it it was good. I had a good time. We were supposed to go. I was supposed to meet with some friends because we were going to go to uh, Pride. Yeah. Um, We were going to meet up on Drive, but one of my friends, he has another friend who opens up his house um, during the time of the year, Mm -hmm. and people come over and you have your drinks. It may have been the same people that you know. uh, Who knows? Because Miami Mm -hmm. and Fort Lauderdale are pretty small. But um, he got there because I was going on the strength of him knowing these people. Yeah. Because I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. So he got there and I text him at like 10 o'clock and I was like, okay, so where are you at? And he was like, heading home. I'm like, why are you heading home? I'm just now getting ready to, to come and meet you. And he was like, we got there and the, the, they had everything blocked off. And so we just said, screw us. So and we just went back home. I was like, well, what about me? Right? You got to tell your wow. friend. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. So he owes me for that. Mm-hmm. Terrence. So did you want to go to Pride or no? <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. All right. That, that would have been an experience. That would have been my first time. So, Well, you know, I did go. I did go. This is Chris. And I definitely can say that. The pride was there, you know, you know, because yeah. you know, especially at the Orlando situation, yeah. everybody wanted to be, you know, yeah. we're proud. And there yeah. was one particular point where everyone, there was a moment of silence. They told everyone to be quiet. All music shut down. Mm-hmm. And they were actually walking down with the signs wow. of each person, each victim down the road. Wow. And that was a good moment. 
Yeah, that I'm was, sure that was very touching. So it was actually, it was something that you could be able to tell that a lot of people, it was still raining every now and then, raining spots, yeah, so yeah. people would run out inside and run back out, run yeah. inside, run back out, you know, but <laughs> other than that, it wasn't that bad. It really, it was okay. I like the fact that the, the pride uh, it the was still of, there. Security like a mug. Let me tell I'm you something. Sure. I Good. saw the cops mm. on the helicopter floating around, making mm. sure everything's all right. They, the cops actually, and police officers, and the firemen, excuse me, they were coming down, and we were like, at, th- at one point we were like, Damn, it's a lot of damn cops yeah. in this parade. Was that what they meant? That they, it was just so many that yeah. they want to be a part of the parade. I don't get it, yeah. but it was. It is what it is. But one thing for, for sure, everyone felt secure and all of that. But it's the first time I, I can honestly say that they were a part of the event versus surveying the right. Event. Yeah, and I'm seeing like, that. And I made, to see that, that made it better. That yeah. made, that did kind of make it you know, like yeah, so. It's like I, we're we're not. An outsider in the situation, and they're not an outsider. Everybody's coming together right. because there's, we're supporting. They're su- showing their support. Right, right, so right. That's a really you know, it was pretty incredible. Uh, the flag at the end of the parade was about the length of the actual parade route. Really? Like they had a rainbow flag, and it was long as wow. hell. Wow. Yeah, okay. it was pretty incredible. They must have had like a hundred people holding it. I, wow, honestly, yeah, for man. a minute there, I felt that it was that many campaign people who they campaigned this way. <laughs> uh, was it a hundred? I mean, it was like a mayor. Uh, then you have a commissioner. It's an election have, year. Exactly. Then, Everybody wants to get there. I thought yeah. it was going to be election for the next janitor. Come <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm like, God damn. Was, but, you know, it is what it is. The power of the gay vote. <laughs> <man>. Exactly. <laughs> and Which let me tell you, that it, it, was, yeah. it was every uh, pretty impressive. Uh, but definitely looks like everyone had a pretty good weekend. But definitely want to also swing over to the Brother Speak Culture moment. This is where we actually discuss some of the issues that are kind of out there in the news. Some of the, some of the information you heard, some information you didn't heard, and that's where Darnell take over and uh, talk about that culture moment for us. Well, first, I want to say Happy Father's Day to all oh, the dads out that's there. That's right. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Happy yeah. Father's Day, Day Dad. I called him Daddy until I was way too old. Um, I think I'm not a dad. I think it's still a country thing, though. I think it must yeah. be. I think it's a country. Thing. I mean, it must I, be down here. I now. never use the word pop. I never use my no, father. father. My older or brother, father. He did I never he said father. My, bro- my dad. Really? Pop. I never. Them, they were close like that. But I never call him dad either. It's like daddy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls out the tongue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just slips out sometimes. Yeah. Like not like daddy, no, like no, not no, like that. No, that's a different. Like daddy, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's all. I don't know. For me, um, well, first I want to talk about um, in the culture, sort of uh, the the reactions to different things that happen. There was an attack last week by an alligator in Disney World by the Grand Floridian um, on a two year old. Yeah. It, it t- attacked him, dragged him into the water. There was a whole debate about there was a new yeah. swimming sign, and the parents should have, you know, etc. They came from where? Where they, did they come Nebraska. From? Okay. Is there really yeah. out of Galley, right. Nebraska? Yeah, they would, they like, there are they signs. Would know. There are signs throughout the park that warn of like snakes and alligators because you know they're natural to to Florida and yeah. whatnot. Um, so there is some sort of warning, and it said no swimming, and the little boy wasn't swimming; he was like knee deep in the water. Yeah. So I, there's there's a debate about that, like what should have been done. But also a few weeks ago, there was the gorilla that was killed because. Uh, the little boy was in the cage with him, and they didn't know what would happen, so yeah. they they killed him. And I just wanted to talk about the different reactions to each story. With the gorilla, yeah. the family was black. With the boy and the alligator, the family was white. 
with the the gorilla story, they went into the like the father who wasn't even there. They went into his into his criminal history. That's right. That's they bad. talked about prosecuting the mother for right. for losing track Are of her you, child. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. But with this story, it's sort of it, now there is a difference because the little boy did die. So there's a tragic yeah. aspect to it, right. a human tragedy. Right. So you know they but they haven't even approach that type of conversation no one's gone into the history of this family and tried to they've pretty much left them alone from what i gather when they were doing the investigation they were giving the statement they were saying basically um everything's you know on hold we don't know anything yet we're not going to do anything uh we're just uh getting facts at this point um so it's like like what you're saying it's like that it's the complete opposite atmosphere of the two situations they're, they're complete opposite I'm, I'll be honest with you I'm kind of on the fence on this <laughs> and I Go hate to say it. that and let me tell you why because of the fact that one is the wild one mm-hmm. is encaged one was basically didn't know a goddamn thing about an alligator because they're coming from Nebraska mm-hmm. and the other one they, the kid actually they knew about apes you know they knew the, the strength of it but the kid actually said I want to be with him Mm-hmm. Pointing to the ape. At that point, the mother thinking, you know, I'm thinking to myself, just being a normal person, uh-uh, you grab him by the hand. And so you would keep that child close, especially if you know little Ray Ray or you know little Tyrone. <laughs> if you know them, if you know... <laughs> badass. Just, you know you're yeah. badass. If you know how they are, and kids in general, whether you're white or black, it doesn't matter. Kids in general They're are just ex- curious. Inquisitive. As a counter to that, kids say a lot of shit that you can't. You can't take serious. She's she's probably not even like when I'm at the zoo. I'm not thinking no one can get in there unless you have the keys. You can't. Exactly. I was confused. I'm thinking how the hell did he get in there? He was small enough to fit underneath something, and he just fell in there. So you're not thinking as a parent that that's going to happen. What the hell were you looking at then? I mean, how many kids you got? I don't know. I think there were a few kids with her, so she had her eye on a few of them. So I mean, listen, listen, I, I. my niece has been in my life since she was born, and I remember when she was with us, she was like two. She would just disappear. I'd be like, where the fuck did she go? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the kids, you, you, gotta keep you turn your head for two seconds, and they're <laughs> halfway around the world. And, and not only that, but I got to ask another question. When it comes down to the actual structure of the cage and how everything, because even when you go to normal, like, uh, you know, for me, when I was growing up in Metro Zoo, uh, down here, and I saw Metro Zoo, Metro Zoo had an, a trench first and then they were able to go you know with the rest of the land that you know the animals were at so you had to fall down into something first before you actually get yeah. back up so they're able to get you pick so you up and, you right how was it constructed i started looking at those questions come to mind yeah because even when you when the specs for when you build houses and they have staircases they build them so that uh, a child cannot fit through them. Right, so there's, right. there's there's specs for building a house, so do they have specs for for that for you know safety reasons? I look at that stuff. I look at that stuff. Yeah, so good point. Um, I also want to talk about this. Uh, it's kind of like the dangers of Twitter, like tweeting too uh, fast. Uh, oh, what, what Thursday night, no, it was Game it. Six, <laughs> Game Six of the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Uh, Steph Curry's wife tweeted about about the game. Here's what happened. Um, Curry was playing, and he thought that some of the calls were unfair. But once he fouled out, fouled out of the game, he ripped off his mouthpiece and threw it into the stands at spectators, which got him ejected from the game. And his team actually ended up losing. And his wife tweeted, 
I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money. Or ratings in, not sure which. I won't be silent. I won't be silent. Just saw it live. Sorry. So she tweeted this, and she got like so much backlash for tweeting this. People were like, she needs to keep her mouth shut. And then a reporter asked him about it. He's like, he needs to turn off her Wi-Fi. Well, you gotta make a joke He's off. Well, you gotta make a joke. Yeah, off. Seriously. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was joking. He was joking. If your wife didn't tell you what she just tweeted, right? The life she didn't have a chance because tweet is a tweet. Most exactly. people don't take it seriously. Yeah. People take it really serious. Yeah. And if you actually go to your wife and, go, and say, "Honey, let me tell you something," no, you're not really. You, right now, you're in the yeah. game. Your head is in the game. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you need is for your wife to, to be tweeting something to cause him. And your, so the only thing you can do is make a light of it. So he did the exact yeah, thing that he he's the supposed right to thing. do. Honestly, I would have told him, don't you touch that Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The most he could do was make light of it. Even In her mind, she was probably thinking, okay, well, I'm going to take her for my man. Because exactly. the, and that's what she was thinking. She was supporting him. So that's a, that's what I would have done. Just yeah, I'm going to tweet. Oh, I know, man. Right? Oh, he's so <laughs> sweet. Tweet for your man. Yeah, okay. Uh, And the the last thing I want to talk about is another tweet that went out. And I want to know how you guys feel about this. It's kind of, um, have you heard of respectability politics? Like if you dress a certain way or you have your hair a certain way, you deserve a certain level of respect. Oh, so you conservative way of doing things? Let me me explain a little bit of this story. Um, This guy, Dr. Steve Perry, he's he's an educator and he, he runs... He helps to he helps to run the national mentoring camp for young men, Steve Harvey's national mentoring camp mm-hmm. for young men. Nice. And okay. he tweeted this. I witnessed two hundred boys, all caps, voluntarily cut dreads, braids, and unkept frosh because Steve Harvey and the US Army connected aesthetics to success. Powerful. I had which is true. It's absolutely you dress you how you dress is how you portray yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you do actually wear a suit, you do kind of feel like you must uphold a certain personality, a certain way of being. What about hair? Hair. Here's the thing about hair, and um, I have a comment on that as well. Okay, because uh, I have a dreadlock. Beca- because there's certain there's certain things that I think that. First, being a black man, that you have to be very much aware of, and there's certain stereotypical ways of thinking that people attach certain items of clothing, hoodies, or uh, hair, dreads to. They attach certain, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. You are a black male, and mm-hmm. when you uh, you have certain things with you, such as hair, um, to me, at some point, is it a part of your religion? I'm not sure. It's just part of style. I'm not sure, but. The reality is, you already have a stigma before you open your mouth. There's a certain things already in your mouth. You got your skin color, you got the way you portray yourself, and dressing as well as also hair star is part of it. See, to me, that sort of advocates assimilation. Do I have to look like you in order for you to respect me? And I have to cut off the, the parts of me, part of my blackness, in order you for you. Exactly. And that's Who the, said that's blackness? No, there is. But there's that, blackness yeah. attached to having dreads, to having. Um, I, I would touch you about some foreign, but I never attached well, no, black. No, no. I mean, or Afro. I would. I mean, that, back in the day, it's, but I it's like it's like those reports of. Uh, there was a report a few months ago of this woman who had locks, and she I was in the military. That. And they told her she could not have her hair like that. It was she was she she like, needed to have or was safarian or no she no she just wanted her hair like that. They said they would prefer that she have straight hair. Okay. Now, but see that's the thing. But why why is why is her her status or her her what uh, participation? What, what does that have to do like, with her hair? hair? 
has absolutely nothing to do with it. Your her ability to perform her duties. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, now you're talking about military, right? Yeah, but I well, mean, I don't think this case. Issue. I think more other women issue. have hair. She can pull it up and put and braid it or whatever she wants to do. Exactly. And nobody can get to it if she does it the right way. I've had an instance where I, when I first started to grow my locks, I worked for a large company. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the name of it, but it's a really big company. And at the time, the guy who was like the top top, he was wanting to get me into management. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, shown interest in it. So I was moving toward toward doing it. So when we got to the very last couple of steps where there was an interview process and then, because I was basically in. So we had a conversation and he says, oh, you know, you're gonna have to cut your locks. So I was like, why do I need to cut my hair? I mean, you've already, you like what you see. You understand that it, I can do the job. There's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But nobody had ever told me that, you know, from the interviewing process. But he said, in his mind, it thought it made me look more, like them, like something that they would want to see representing the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, there were other guys who came in who did have dreadlocks. But he wanted me to cut mine, and I just I couldn't do it. I was like, this is part of who I am. This is showing my individuality. Um, that was the reason for me to grow them. My, my locks don't look unkept. They, they're the what they call the fashion locks. I keep them nice and neat and tidy, and it's it. It should be my decision as to whether I want to cut them or not. I shouldn't have to look like the next person in order for me to be accepted and doing what it is I can do. Um, my skill set has nothing to do with that. But how far did that statement go? I mean, for me, I, I mean, the, my experience, I, I was actually at um, medical staffing at the time. I was recruiting nurses. Um, the manager at the time, he said, look, you know, Florida is different from the north. So what I'm going to request for you to do is I'm going to actually request your be- to shave your beard as also your mustache. Listen, when you come back, it's okay. I had a week-long training when I go to Baltimore because Baltimore, the, the, the culture of the North is a little bit different than the culture of the South. So he said, listen, when you come back, Chris, don't worry about it. Just You can grow it. I'm not going to say anything. But up there, you may have to do this. So, buddy, you know, can you just do one favor for me and just shave it off the stuff? <sighs> I'm a little huffing and puff about the reality in this. I'm going there to get some skill set that I don't know. I'm actually getting gaining something, gaining reputation, gaining uh, the name behind my name as part of a company and me, whatever achievements I attach myself to that entity. Honestly, I can be able to carry it forth. And I did. So guess what? I shaved the damn beard and shaved the damn mustache. See, I think what you're talking about is a little different than Wait a minute. This. But, wait this. but you're talking about the uh, dress and always attack the culture. It's a drag to fashion. Right. He just said fashion. So right. it's not to your culture and, and part of your individuality. I think this is part of my individuality. I like. Well, I mean, this is part yeah. of my individuality because not everybody has dreadlocks, right? So but that I still got them. Not everybody. I can't even bear, grow a beard. So I mean, it's the same difference. I can't grow a beard, but I have locks. You're bald, but you have facial hair. What about gold teeth? And nobody really has gold teeth anymore. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay. What, what about, about gold, gold teeth? teeth? It's about individuality, right? Yeah. But it, what I'm saying well, is that... Well, now that it's apples to oranges, it's like yeah. pulling it down from what the statement really is about, which is um, an appearance. I'm saying that there's a lot tied to black hair. There's a lot of judgment tied to how we keep our hair. 
yeah, or how we choose it, 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 like, it shouldn't matter you, don't, you haven't heard about this like the this natural hair movement and this the way people get treated natural hair really movement natural hair Nat- uh, listen natural hair movement I definitely see more so with women I do see uh-huh. that not necessarily so much with men but more so with women and what I've noticed is that when it comes to not necessarily putting their hair straight, perming their hair, chemicals of that nature, they're not they're more to natural products. I get that. They want to be able to kind of show them individual, and there's a lot of ways of actually doing that. I completely see that more so with women. Men, for some reason, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little I'm having a little bit of a hard time with it. Because you know, as a black male, how much more pressure within the society actually presents to you. And if you know for 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 knowing that fact. That you're still going to go out there and swear in dreadlocks in a white establishment. So lady. you should just accept that, and you no. should just what, accept you that be sort of oppression. But but see, you're, you're <laughs> like saying you should be what they want you to be. Yeah, no, but, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. Watch. Are you more hung up on your hair with the accomplishment that you're looking? The accomplishment you're looking. You can still to accomplish get. what you want to accomplish. Yes, you but can. wait a minute. But wait a minute. This is a white establishment. Know exactly where you go. Know exactly the building you walk into. Know exactly the players of this game. Why wouldn't you necessarily say, you know, why wouldn't you necessarily say, you know what, let me let me comply in this this factor and show exactly what I can really do and come later with that stuff. I think that if everyone had that mentality, we wouldn't be anywhere. That's bullshit. You were still hung hung while you were wearing suits. You were still hung. That's exactly what we're saying. They will do it regardless of how they do it. So why do you want to put more barriers up up against? But I'm saying they can they can come with a list of things that they want you to be but at the end of the day if you don't fit into everything that they want you to be not you're still not going to be good enough you're still going to be black regardless no, you could have your hair close cropped you could have no beard you could have a suit on and you are still a nigger so, all right so what it is that is so, just the truth the so what you're so basically what you're saying is knowing that fact yeah and you know exactly what things are being the fact you're already black you're already mm-hmm. black you're coming up with that barrier that's that certain strike against you i guess you could say so I'm going to still wear my dreadlocks, even though I know the perception is still not that great. But guess what? I'm coming as me. Well, yes, you should always try to be yourself <laughs> all the time. You can't be yourself without dreads? That is, if that's the way you want if to you wear your hair, to if you can't be yourself if, without your dreads. If, you, if that's something that you, you have to look at. Oh, that no. is, wait, you have it, to look at. I have, look a at view, I have a different view. It's on like, it's <laughs> like <laughs> what if somebody said, going. no more collared shirts for you. You have to wear a tank top everywhere you go. Okay. You would just say, I'm just... What I'm trying to say is that <laughs> you have to have a boundary. Is, you have to have a like, bottom, bottom, you which have, you will or you won't. Right. Otherwise, they'll tell you. You just allow them to change them. anything they want about you yeah, to fit into their they world. They don't say anything. They just said the appearance. That's all. But you have to stand for things. something that, or else you'll fall for whatever it is they tell you to fall for. That's I disagree. Model. That's I the way that I was raised. Oh, if right. you stand for something, you speak anyway, up for yourself. Disagree to disagree. We disagree. All right. Move right along. That was an interesting conversation. That was a conversation. That was a piece of the main topic, I thought. <laughs> now moving on to the main topic The main topic in this particular case Is th- basically the dichotomy Of being black after the Orlando shooting And this actually is very interesting Because of the statement that the the shooter said yeah. He said quote And I'm going to actually read uh, One of the statements from one of the victims uh, By the name of Patience Carter And she told reporters this particular statement. I don't have a problem with black people. This is about my country. You guys suffered enough. Which is an interesting statement for him to say that to the black people who were at the club that night. Almost like he had a heart. (laughs) To them. To them. To them. To the Americans that were there. And and so I look at it and... and, um, for first of all, let me just continue uh, what I was saying. That this particular guy, uh, my team, pledged his allegiance to the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria while he was on the phone with the police negotiators, at, and that he wouldn't stop until the attack America stopped bombing his country. So, 
This is a statement. But he still had some sort of a a sort of a heart, I guess you could say, for African Americans before and after you know this particular show. And I, I don't know that that's necessarily just the, the the true statement because he may have just seen it as okay, well, I don't want to deal with you at this moment. But he, it could have been very well. The, 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 it could, it could have been, I don't want to kill any black people because that'll change the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because there are maybe more Latinos here. So let me get the the bigger scale of people who are here. That way that whole community can be up in, into an uproar. And, you know, it it's, it would be different. Right. It, it could would be, be about completely that. completely different because maybe there weren't a lot of African Americans there. Because like you said, what didn't you say? It was Latino. It was, Latin, it was Latin, Latin night. Yeah, it was Latino yeah. night, yes. So he picked that night for a Yeah, reason. the majority of the people who died were, were well, Latino and Puerto Rican. Yeah, all the names that the majority, were read off yeah. that were you know, in the list of, of victims, they were all of Latin descent. Yeah, Most well, of them. There were some that were not, but mm-hmm. they were the one, probably the ones when he started to shoot. Mm-hmm. Then he just kind of, kind of sprayed. Okay. They were victims. Yeah. Well, well, the first question I do want to present out is when it comes to how do we feel? First off, how do we feel after this Orlando shooting? I think we addressed, I think we really actually asked that question last time we had our pod, uh, podcast Too fresh. last week. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we really didn't talk about it. So yeah. how do you feel pertaining to, I mean, do you feel safe? Do you feel unsafe? Do you, what exactly is the feeling? There's a, there's a degree of unsafety, only because... I looked at like clubs or gay establishments as a place where I could just exactly. sort of relax, you, go to be you know, you and you don't be have myself. To worry about I don't have to worry about looking at you cross Yeah, and not like I was going in there doing anything crazy. Like exactly. I was just going there being my being me. you. Yeah, exactly. I could just and see now. and see other people do whatever they want. You want to make out your boyfriend? Exactly. Go ahead. You know, don't do anything safety, too nasty. Safety like. place. But you know, <laughs> but you know, and, enjoy yourself. Be relaxed. That's have a drink. Was whole, the whole you know, thing was about. and I think about it the way like. As a black man, there are certain circumstances where yeah. I feel unsafe. So, a gay establishment was a place where I knew I felt safe, but do I feel safe now? Mm-hmm. And I wrestle with that because, like I, like we were talking about earlier, I went to pride. I went to the pride parade as well yesterday, and I was looking around. Yeah, you know, I took a minute to survey my surroundings, which is not something I necessarily mm-hmm. would have done before. I was looking like, does aware. that person look a little, yeah. little off? What do, mm-hmm. what do they have in their bag? You know, like those are my thoughts. Yeah. Why do? Why should I have to feel these thoughts in a place where I'm supposed to feel prideful and just when enjoy myself? this situation, you never even thought about exactly. any of those things that you didn't thought even about. cross my None mind. Of those but shouldn't it? Why not? You mean you felt that well, safe? Well, no, but not, it wasn't. It wasn't an active thought. Yeah, right. Like, okay. Whenever you're in a crowded situation, of course you, you hear certain you know things, but it's fight, not, or, yeah. fight or flight kicks is going to kick in if something happens. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm like actively looking overly, out for it. Exactly. Overly actively aware of of things that before you saw it, but you didn't really think anything about it. You, it wasn't like, oh my god, what is this person doing? Or you you didn't think about it like that. But now. It's a little bit different because you look at certain things. Yeah. You like you, said, you look at certain people, uh, certain situations, and you get that feeling like, okay, this happened before. Yeah, will it happen now? You're just a little bit more cautious. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Well, see, I mean, even I guess for me, I've been to a club since, and I have not changed my way of thinking. I really, and maybe because, maybe because I'm not watching TV, and I'm not getting yeah. my subconscious. I don't watch TV. I see the Orlando shooting as. When I'm walking by a television and I'm, that's about it, I don't actively cut the television on because I do believe that you know television, quite frankly, is to promote fear. Yeah. I really do. It's to promote fear, and maybe that's a difference because I don't. I walked to the club just the other day, didn't feel a damn thing. 
But I did see, I did see the presence of security. Mm -hmm. And by the way, sometimes... Okay, first off, uh, let's talk about that for just a smidgen. So uh -oh. Now, you know damn well this club did not have security until this Orlando shooting. No. Now, you get security. Let's make the security a little bit buffered, a little bit... So make them look like security? Not, for, not for, <laughs> for anything for cuteness or anything like that. Safety reasons. But I got patted down by a guy sitting in his seat, sitting down, <laughs> overweight, no. did not want to stand up and pat me down. He said, just come to the, come to the gym. Pat, pat, pat. Wow. Kid you not. Wow. Not no. once, but <laughs> twice. And I'm thinking... Damn! They of, this is this for show? This somebody cousin, somebody cousin <laughs> sitting into they had to bring over the. But I'm thinking to myself, okay. If and then I start looking at other places mm -hmm. in terms of security. I like, listen, okay. I'm sorry to tell you, I think it's for show right now. So did you I feel safe with, sure? the, with the? Big I didn't feel safe with Boy right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't. I could outrun him, you know. I mean, I mean, I did not feel anything. Uh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that. All right, I should say. Maybe he knew jujitsu or something. They just one point. Yeah. Maybe because maybe he had a gun on, but I didn't see. I don't know. But I, I'm telling you right see, now. Was that a, a, a I, joke? I, 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 so no, I'm telling you. I didn't see the gun. I'm nowhere around him. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. But anyway, go back to the subject. <laughs> uh, but but think about this. I mean, for me personally, I just don't watch TV to be sucked in. I don't watch TV either. Like the the TV I watch is Netflix. So I wasn't like bombarded with images. Yeah, it's I'm, just I'm, it's just in, in my consciousness. Yeah, I'm somewhere you know? in between the two because I I watched um, to get an understanding mm -hmm. to you know get information um, just for me. But I had to stop it at a certain point because yeah. it will do something to you emotionally yeah. if you sit there and you watch it continuously. I it kinda, will do something to you if you watch yeah. it too much. I kind of stopped like they had Anderson Cooper reading yeah, the names that. of all the victims. And that's what makes it so much more and personal because yeah. you see these pictures of it, and exactly. they look like you. They look like me. They look like Chris. Right. So it's like there's a connection once you see the pictures and you see the names and I think that's what they were trying to do. They wanted to, it right. to be personal to the people who are watching yeah. so that you would have um, more sympathy toward the situation and you understand the severity of what has just happened. If right. you put a face and a name with the situation, right. then they personalize it. But and if you also, don't, then it, you also don't really... Also, the black and Latino communities, we do have commonalities. Exactly. Like, you know, we're minorities in this country. We're seen as low, less than exactly. um, by a lot of people. So I had a lot of... I don't know. I, not that I wouldn't have been sympathetic regardless of who died, but there's yeah. an added added sort of part because of Because there's somebody yeah. who looks like you. And there were people who were Afro-Latino, too. Yeah. You know, like it's we, very important. we share ancestry. You and know, you know uh, there, there's a particular article that came out, and I did post it on Brother Speak uh, uh, podcast Facebook the other day. Gay nightclubs and black churches are sanctuaries. How much, mm. how, here's how to make them safe. And uh, this is actually an article written by uh, Broderick Greer. And uh, the, the first thing that she points out was that on the surface, gay nightclubs and black churches seem like uh, anti-theatrical uh, institutions, but they both give their attendees something no other institution can, a place where people can be themselves, even where the outside world often feels hostile. This week is will uh, have been a year since a gunman killed nine people at the Emmanuel African Methodist Church in South Carolina. Uh, like the black people attending a midweek Bible study in church, they called home. 
LGBTQIA people dancing and celebrating Orlando Pride were gathering in a familiar space, surrounded by people who loved and cared for them. For centuries, black people have carved out a space to affirm their blackness and humanity. And sexual minorities have established communities and gathering places meant to be refuge for queer and antagonism and homophobia. This past week's massacre is all the more reason for black churches to continue moving toward the full inclusion of LGBTQIA people and for white gay-owned nightclubs to be more welcoming of communities of color. That is so interesting. I know. That is I a love good that point article. to bring I up. I never would have thought about it in that in that light, the way that they t- did the yeah. comparison. Exactly. Yeah, I, I never thought like, about it either. Just I like a gay club, have. they'll allow in anybody. Yeah. You know, like anybody can walk in, you yeah. know. There's and no, just no like a, you don't have to look yeah. a certain way or be a certain way. In a black thing. church, like this black church let this weird looking white boy walk yeah. in and they didn't question it. Yeah, come it on was in. just accepted. Yeah. Whereas, like a white church, if a black guy tried to walk into that church, they'd be like, everybody looks at Like, who do you know? What are you here to clean? You can't fix the toilet. Like that's that's what will happen. You know, you, you feel strange. You don't feel comfortable in that environment. Because yeah. the church that I attend, actually, it's a mix. It's a non-denominational. Um, and the only reason why I attended um, is because I feel comfortable. But the the pastor, the minister, he's a white. The most of the staff oh, there. They're all But they don't make you feel a certain way. Okay. So everybody. Well, it should be your church. It's right. But it should be accepted. If they're predominantly, yeah. you know, a white church, yeah. then sometimes you, if you walk in, you feel a little, you feel a certain way because you, you don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to lie. I've been in a black church where the only white girl walked in there. You kind of look like. Yo, know, who's that? Who's yeah. she with? You, know, yeah. you do kind of yeah. look a certain way, yeah. even in black yeah. churches, where you know. Yeah. You, so it's, it's it's I can see both sides. Could you yeah. see someone asking her to leave? Uh, no. Ever Whereas no. I feel like if a black person walked into a white church, there's a likelihood that they might be asked, like, "What are you I doing don't here? So. What are you doing here? Like, do so. you know somebody here?" So you're saying they would like, people will, people I feel like I feel like they, they, I feel like they might be interrogated. Well, people, I should say I, I think both, both church, sides are gonna be interrogated. Both true, 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 true. That's a good point. You know, the church from back home. There was a white girl. She came. I guess she was with somebody, and nobody said anything to her face. And that's that's the difference between black people and white people. She with somebody. Keyword. Yeah. If you didn't walk in there solo, <laughs> oh, yeah. y'all look. I listen. Am I wrong? Anyway, <laughs> she probably would be asked to leave. Yeah, I'm on the heart. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> I mean, so I guess right now, when it comes to you know, the Orlando situation, I myself, I mean, when I look at the people around me, do we still feel a certain kind of way now? No, I, honestly, you know why? Let me tell you why. Because we're from, still surrounded by familiar surroundings, familiar people. And I don't believe that it's going to really change a whole greatness. I think that the tragedy that the press will picture deals more with guns. I think it's more than anything anything in the world. Keep in mind, this is campaign time. I think more people yeah, focus more on the exactly. It's more leaning towards that. The gay people, they're going to say, well, and by the way, I hate to say it, it seems like a beautiful picture. LGBT is a beautiful thing right now to be talking about in sitcoms, to be talking about in the movies, yeah. to talk about everything, accepting of all people, gay marriage and everything. Right now, it is in the culture and gay people to basically be against gay people because of who they are is not necessarily the thing to do. So now you got gay people up in here. Now you got the guns. Oh, wait a minute now. Now this is about people who are loving and accepting and we fully accept them. The timing of this could not be better. 
too perfect. The timing could not be better. So now let's put this in perspective. You got something that they have been working hard for years, now able to even get married, everything right now. And then you put the gun situation in there. Now you're trying to portray it, I think the press will eventually start doing. And again, I just told you I don't watch TV. But it makes a perfect good setup to say, these are the people that have been fighting for years and they're just, they're looking for, you know, to be yeah, accepted seven, among society. We're now just doing, and look what happens because of guns. And they're going to give the sympathy card so to the gay community, but we're not necessarily playing the sympathy role. Because right. I've seen a lot of people that are really saying, you know what, you can do whatever you is you think that you want to do to us, but we're not going nowhere. We're not going back in the closet. Okay. If anything, you're going to make us come even more right that's what I'm thinking like that's what I'm actually hoping that it'll allow people to be even more open with who they are I don't even think it has anything to do with gay what do you mean I don't just have it's another agenda it's another agenda thank you what agenda wait what's the the agenda is the guns they've been trying to get rid of guns for years this is a perfect are you talking about the media of course you're talking about the stories there's a lot wait 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 there's a lot involved there's a lot of different levels that people don't see you mean the stories that are coming after the shooting you think they have more to do with changing the gun laws of course well yeah that's the yeah that was the first conversation people basically had Want to start? So it's not no, but, no but, but wait a minute. You're, to attach that to gate, it's not even about the gay people. It's not. It's not about the gay people. Like, oh yeah, for a, a number of people. Too. Yeah, it's not about gay people. It's, it's about something else. It's about the, the gun. There's a, a hidden of meaning course. To, to but the, it's a great setup. We though. touched on this last week, and I think we do have differing opinions about the gun laws. I yeah. think they do need to be addressed and changed. You shouldn't be able and to. After that conversation, I really I see what you're saying. After that conversation, right. because it's like. You shouldn't have certain types of guns. You shouldn't be able to sign. You shouldn't be able to buy an assault rifle at a, a superstore. Like that shouldn't and even be an out, option. I found out that even after when they do the background check, mm-hmm. um, if after three days the background check doesn't come, then the gun seller they can actually sell this this gun that to this person who doesn't have a clear background check. They can sell it to them. That's very interesting. They can sell. I it didn't to know them. that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I thought that was the craziest thing. It's like if you don't pass the background check and, it, and after three days have gone by. You can still have the option to sell it to this person without any questions. So, okay, so wait a minute. So that goes back to my next question. Knowing this fact, does it really truly affect your your fear, your fear factor? Is it more is it more heightened? Yeah, because anybody can get a gun. Knowing this now, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. So does this affect your fear about going out like, to public? Do you feel yourself staying more inside now? I don't. No, I don't feel myself staying more inside. No, no. Not, not in that regard. I think... It might just make me more aware of yeah. what people could potentially do. Like if you're, let's say somebody cuts you off, and typically exactly. you might give them the finger. Next thing you know, the person might have a gun and want to shoot you. Yeah. I'm surprised to even hear that considering the fact that we always talk about road rage. We, we always talk about those things. We always talk about something to be aware of. Well, we you have these people now in the aftermath of this mm-hmm. saying, oh, I need to store up on guns because yeah. they want to take away our guns now. So now you might have people on the road who have more guns than before. People who had never had a gun before might go out and get one now. Listen, during the Obama election, sorry to tell you, Florida racked up on guns. Florida led the number of states when it comes to purchases of guns just by Obama being devoted. Just be being wow. president in the United States of America. They racked up on guns. So it doesn't matter. Is what my point is. It doesn't matter. I mean, during the time that people just... By the way, even by him being elected, more people started to join more groups like KKK. Yeah. It mm-hmm. tripled. They, they they it tripled. To, yeah. So now let's put this scenario in. I think it's just... We're just 
honestly, I think for me, I don't feel any different. I just see exactly what's to be coming about this. It is a campaign time. And I personally feel the exact same way. I walked into the manor, which is a local gay club here. I was there yesterday. I walked into another gay club yesterday. I didn't feel any sort of way, but... Because right now it is Pride time, it's Pride month, mm-hmm. everyone's just celebrating. I think this weekend is going to be New York uh, coming up uh, this past week. I would love to go to New York. I've never been to oh, a New York. I heard that too. That was so awesome. So it's just, I would it, not want to go to that. Too I, many fucking people. No, thank it's you. It's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be a <laughs> lot of people. I will in stay New York. my black ass in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> people spread out, but you didn't feel that way going to the pride here. No, right? no, no. I'm just talking about the humidity and the. People oh, the, oh, God. Okay, okay, about people. <laughs> what I look like? <laughs> See, uh, but, but I guess my my point is the fact that when it came down to, uh, you know, what he what he the statement that he gave pertaining to black people that we've suffered enough. Do I think that we've suffered enough? Uh, we suffered tremendous. Yeah. But the thing yeah. about it is, though. I honestly don't think that the press is going to really pick up on that enough. Oh, no, I don't it's really not controversial so. enough. It's, 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 not, it's, it's not. It is pretty controversial. I'm saying as, as far as but the difference is in, in comparison to um, the group that was attacked that he mm-hmm. you know targeted, I'm pretty sure, versus you know the, the very few people who were actually affected, who were there that night, there's a big difference. And they get more uh, sensationalism from... Um, yeah. putting it on the, the Latin community. I'm saying that that statement is pretty provocative. Oh, it's a, yeah, to us, like yeah. it's a pretty provocative statement to say I'm not going to shoot the black people because they've been through enough. Why? Because of all the news about Black Lives Matter and police shootings. I mean, shootings. You mean, I mean well, I'm saying it's a, it is a provocative statement to say I'm not going to shoot the black people because they've been through enough. But they haven't the, brought it up enough. The though. acknowledgement. They haven't, the acknowledgement from a person who's about to kill, uh, kill <laughs> some people. Yeah, to kill some people. Of, uh, like, it's like know. it gives you pause. It's like holy shit. You know, you're you're a psychopath, ready to kill all these people, but you're going to spare the black people. It's like, but I think that was like I said, there was something behind his thinking, and I'm going to go for. It. He picked that night, the Latin night in particular, right. to go to do this, so he had an ulterior motive. It wasn't about the African American community; it was about right. apparently the Latin community. So that he had a motive in what right. he did. There was a reason why he did what he, he did. He did say in Miami he did see two gay men that enraged him. Now, yeah. despite the fact that he was on Grinder and every other thing himself. Yeah. He but, was a regular at that club event. Yeah, I mean, despite that, I mean, to actually say in Miami, and we all know the majority of the people it's within Latin Miami is Latin. So, you know, I don't. No, if that was the main reason. No, that we don't even know exactly was the people who were kissing were they white? Were yeah, they and this is right. a statement that he made. Nobody knows exactly. if it was even true or not. We true. don't know. True. true. So there are a lot of things that we won't ever know um, in this situation. Even after they're doing an investigation, there's a lot of things that they probably won't even tell us. But is there any particular feeling that you should really feel right now being a black gay male? Just I mean, I was talking in general before, but black gay in particular. Is there any sort of difference that you should feel right now? Is it? I mean, or no, just basically just it's no I'm not going to necessarily say there should be at this point. Not not for me. I mean, in the back of my mind, I think about safety more now. But um, I still don't necessarily feel a certain way. Um, I feel that I should be more aware of my surroundings and more aware of people that are there. Because mm-hmm. it could happen to anybody, anywhere, anyplace, anytime. <clears throat> but as far as me being a particular tar- target because I'm African-American... I I can't speak to that. I can't really say yes or no. Right. I'm I'm not saying anything like I walk around in fear. Like I don't I don't constantly fear for my personal safety. But as sort of 
an idea, a sort of a, a concept of how we're viewed in this country, there is there are a lot of things that just make me make me wonder. Like there, it's like we're getting it from both ends, you know. Like as black men, we're in a certain degree of um, danger, just in general, because we we you don't know what could be projected on you. You don't know what you could be accused of, and have people believe that accusation. Um, mm. And now with being gay um, and going out to these clubs or or what have you. I don't know. It's just there are a lot of levels to it. And it's kind of this incident is sort of making it just become more paramount in yeah, my mind. It's in your face. Yeah, it's a lot more in my face. Now, do you think the Latino community was actually hit harder in this particular case? They were. Never, I think so. Really? I, I do. because Oh, absolutely. I have a, quite a few friends that are Latin. They're Puerto Rican or whatever, and they have been the ones who've been, I see, that are speaking the most. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who I've seen shed the most tears. They're the ones that I've seen who've had the, the most issues with dealing with um, this situation because some of the ones that I know that are close to me, they actually lost people who were at this club. Mm-hmm. So it's touched them in a way that it hasn't touched me. Uh, but I, it's touched me because they're my friends. Right. They're like family. So. Yeah, I think it, it has touched the Latin community um, as probably it was meant to in a way that it probably won't touch any other community or any other um, African-American or Asian or whatever. It, it, I think that it has. That is very interesting because if I, now that I started thinking about, again, I'm trying to connect all the dots. Sometimes, I just, I, sometimes my mind just goes there. My mind does it too. Yeah. And so it's more like, okay. When you look at the pictures, and by the way, some of these guys are very, very attractive yeah. men. And it's, it's a gay club. Because, I mean, uh, you're going to no, see no, it. No, no, no. The reason I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying this for a reason is because when mm. it comes to the halo effect or the, you know things of uh-huh. that nature. And maybe he had an issue with that, with being placed at the bottom. Because he was on these social media websites for gay Gay guys, and maybe um, he didn't he, get enough attention. Exactly. So maybe oh, he figures the ones that didn't come for me, that the ones that that were not feeling me, let me go out and do whatever it is to them because they don't think that I'm good enough. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, because I, I was looking at it from a standpoint of okay, well, people receive much more uh, sympathy towards the situation because of the fact that they were very good looking people mm-hmm. uh, they were, their pictures were very put them out there on news on, on paper and everything so that effect of keep in mind where we actually rank here so you got Latino this is a second okay which in terms mm. of the ranking you got yeah. white you got Latino then you have Asian then you have black in terms of that halo effect so there will be more of a sympathy for right. that select group of people who okay. are attractive now let's bring this over to the church the church that the, the white gunman came in and actually shot a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Now, was the effect as grand? Or maybe just the timing was off. Maybe because right now it's campaign season. I don't know. Do you feel that there was a, a huge difference or you feel it's pretty much the same how to press the street? Oh, again? there's definitely a difference. Yeah. The, I think there is a difference in regards to the races of the people that died, certainly. Like, when black people die... On a whole, it is treated as less of a tragedy. That's I think that's just sort of wow, a natural, okay. a national fact. But there are differences in the numbers. Nine people died in the shooting last year. Forty-nine people died in this one. Also, there's more sensationalism with this story because he shot up mm-hmm. a gay club. So you have the gay aspect. You have the assault rifle aspect. You have the fact that he was Muslim American. That's part of it as well. 
So there's a lot more there's a lot more layers to the story oh, that thanks. you can Thank you can you can write thousands of different op ins yeah, about this. But with that story it was sort of very <laughs> black and white. You know, so you to speak, a, literally. Exactly. Literally. You have a, a white kid who shot nine black people. That's that's yeah. the beginning, the middle, and the end of the story. There isn't yeah. more to write about it. So I think and the only thing that you could tie into that is the religious aspect that it the religious in yes, the and also the Black the, Lives Matter thing, the KKK yeah. thing. But this is sort of new. This yeah, is this, this is, this is a new story to beast. tell. Yeah. Exactly. So it's. I think it's treated a little bit differently. There weren't national vigils and all that stuff. You well, mean, not to this. Not to this degree, anyway. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of mm-hmm. touched on a lot of things when <laughs> yeah. it when it came down to this particular subject. So overall, to kind of you know, kind of get a, uh, wrap this up a little bit. Um, when it comes down to uh, the a tragedy, what is considered to be right now the top the top ranked amongst most people I think as black gay men what do we really feel that's right now the biggest importance out of this is the fact that the LGBT community is coming more together or they've already been together for quite some time they've been always been pretty strong because um, keep in mind we've come across strategies plenty of times before uh-huh. AIDS the situation with AIDS mm-hmm. was just one of them uh, now we're coming across the gun tragedy, which, by the way, this is not the first tragic event that we've mm-hmm. actually occurred before in our lives before. Mm-hmm. So when you actually kind of add all this up, which which one do you really think is going to be the biggest topic? Is it just mostly the gun, the gun control or the fact that the gay community is going to come out swinging and we mm. come out fighting a little? What is going to be the biggest thing that derives from this? An interesting question uh, because I, I, I see both at this point. I see groups coming together to rally for better gun laws. And this is from politicians, the ones who never would have done anything together, who would have been, you know, as a unit, they're coming together to fight for uh, better gun laws. At the same time, I see um, the Latin community and uh, other uh, parts of the community coming together to give support. Um, I've been reaching out to my friends, like I said, and we're, we, are showing love to one another. We're yeah. saying, I love you. We're saying, if you need anything, yes. let yes. me know. So um, we're, the bond is, is, is strengthening. Yeah, exactly. You, I, I see it a whole lot more and we're appreciating each other a whole lot more. So I don't know, it'll, it's like a, a race to the finish line to fit, to determine, in my opinion, which one, uh, the guns or the strengthening of the, the community, which one will actually, there will be more of an impact from and with and to. Unfortunately, due to the fact that talking about gun control is an easier narrative than to than to discuss, you know, how the gay community has been strengthened by, you know, by this tragedy, I think it's going to be gun control. It's easier to talk about. It's something that has an endpoint. You know, you can we can either, you know, increase the the gun laws or not. That's really all there is to it. Like there. But with this tragedy, in order to see sort of a development in the gay community to see if we get closer, it's going to be years before we can actually see the the results of this. It's That's years, true. decades, however long. I agree with you on that one. I do. I do think that not only that, but let's keep in mind that the, when we talk about the gun control situation, it really serves other people's purposes. Again, I'm not going to let it let it go. This is campaign season. Mm-hmm. It serves other purposes. It serves other people's purposes. So, but the gay community in itself, I can honestly say, and you know, I think everyone cried for everybody 
right. you know, regardless of who you were. Exactly. And so, which I thought was actually a very good thing to see that. Exactly. But we are only a week into it. That's who true. knows what's going to happen six months that's from that's now, true. a year from now. That's well, true. With most tragedies, like you said, I mean, that's the fear of everybody in the community is that after a week, will we still have this same strength? Exactly. After oh, yeah. two weeks, will yeah. it still be the same thing? So it's like, I think it's a, a personal thing. It depends on how we choose to treat one another. If you choose to mm-hmm. reach out to your friends to, to check on them every now and again, more so than you did before, I think that will play a big part of um, the change that we'll see. But right. if you choose not to, then nothing happens. That's true. That's true. All right, in conclusion, we're going to wrap everything up, and uh, I do appreciate you guys commenting on that. Like I said, if you have any guys, if you if the public has any particular opinions that you guys want to share, you can always reach us at Brother Speak, B-R-O-T-H-A-S-P-E-A-K, at gmail.com. Um, or you can also simply just simply go on Twitter. I'm pretty sure that many, most people know Brother Speak Pod at Twitter, or either you can actually go to the website, brotherspeakpod.com. Thank you so much. Uh, Now we're going to swing this portion of the podcast over to Ricky when it comes to the people's voices. So what exactly was the question you decided to post? Yeah, actually, I kind of had a couple of um, comments, only three that I wanted to share. One is very, it's very touching because of the way that it's laid out. Uh, This one uh, comes from Michael, um, and he posted this because I posted my comment maybe around noon that next day before everything started to come out. So Michael posted, um, it's sad that we can't go and enjoy ourselves without an idiot ruining it. Prayers to everyone involved. So he gave a really short statement. But a couple hours later, Michael found out that his friend Antonio Brown was one of the victims. Ooh. Yeah. So it's, it's hit him, and he's dealing with it. But, and I've been checking in on him to make sure that, you know, he's okay. But it's like, before it, it was a turn of events the way that he saw it before but then it touched him later so mm-hmm. his mindset has completely changed so he's dealing with it the best way that he can but I thought that was one that was different then I got a comment from Mar. he said there are no words to describe such a horrific act against humanity and for taking innocent people out of this world for no reason at all it is not fair because we allow our country to sell military style guns to the general public God will always love you, my brothers and sisters. So he's being supportive. Okay. And okay. um, mine, I uh, just kind of wanted to share what I wrote to show support for the people. Okay, so my comment it was, I will share my thoughts on this senseless tragedy in hopes others will speak up and out as well. Those who were gunned down were human beings, no matter what their sexual orientation, skin color, choice of careers, etc., the thing most people are missing is that they won't get to do or be whatever they were when they were taking their last breath uh, when the sun rises in a few hours the next day, which was, I did this like 4 a.m. in the morning. They were somebody's sons, nephews, cousins, partners, and they are gone forever. Don't let this moment pass without reaching out to loved ones and friends to let them know how you feel because after all, God willing, those who read or hear this have been blessed to see another day and have another chance at life. Live and be happy like it could be your last day. And that is true. We should live every day like that. Exactly. Every single day. So, And, and it's kind of sad because we really don't, 
we don't always want to focus on tra focus on tragic events like this in order to get that sort of mindset of thinking. Exactly. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, it I, I, and again, I'm not a religious person, but I do believe in that statement. Be careful of your members. Uh, when it comes to that statement in the Bible, be, meaning your eyes, what you what mm -hmm. you focus on, your mindset, your hands, everything. Be careful of where you folk put your members and where you focus them, because exactly. that's going to affect you exactly. on a daily basis. Right. So you know those things. To me, we should always live like it's going to be our last, exactly. but at the same time, love. Love your fellow man and love yourself. Exactly. I wish there was a word that described like. Love, love, like romance, love versus like familial love versus friend love. I think using love is like a catch-all. And love, it it, it really There's is. different degrees of it. Yeah, yeah. There are but degrees love is, of it. But love is love. It's it it, it, right. it it crosses the using, board yeah, all the way. The board. I mean, I'm all for love. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, mean, I even love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> I love these I even love. I even love you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I even love you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> that was just too funny. We get on YouTube, y'all gonna be nothing. So, anyway, I just want to thank everybody for uh, taking the time out to actually discuss some of these issues. Next week, we'll be discussing other issues like this. Uh, we've kind of made the last two weeks to be a little special, mainly because of the fact of the event and the impact that it actually made so much on the LGBT, LGBT community. So, I want to make sure that you guys know that we're definitely aware of. It. We're here. We understand what's going on, and we definitely want to make sure that uh, uh, we keep people in our focus as well as also love in our focus as well. Uh, next week again, we're going to be talking about. Hopefully, I think we'll be talking about marriage, black gay men yeah. and a marriage. Could mm -hmm. we? Could we push it off? So I will see what happens. So uh, we'll talk about that. So I'll be uh, seeing you guys next week, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you.